0: Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Morkecho, and you're listening to episode 25. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is Kristen Jorman. Kristen is a wife, a mom, and a missionary. She and her family have lived on the mission field for nine years now in the Czech Republic. She loves eating and cooking, hiking, traveling, reading, and learning different languages. Kristen has two boys on the autism spectrum. Both of her boys were diagnosed after they arrived on the mission field. And she and her husband, Casey, have a thriving marriage and are thankful to live this life together, however crazy it's been, or will be, for that matter. They thank God daily for their wonderful boys and could not imagine a different life for themselves. Today, Kristen's joining us from the Czech Republic. Hey, Kristen. Hi. How you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad you're here with us. Um, Just a little bit of background real quick before we get into things. Kristen and her husband Casey have known Jesse um, for a long, long time. Did you guys lead a short-term trip he went on? Is that what? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's Romania. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have any embarrassing stories of my husband when he was 19 or so? <laughs> the one that is very, very clear to me is after
1: our missions, like our ministry was over, we had spent one night, I think we were, gosh, I can't remember what city we were in, we were in but I think we might've been in Budapest. And he came, uh, we had obviously the guys and girls in separate rooms, but Jesse came to our room, run, ran to... Our room, I think I was separate with the girls and he came with this like I don't know what it was. It was like one of those um blow up little kid rings that you can wear when you're not don't know how to swim yet. Okay like, yeah, yeah. You know, for a little but it was it had a big duck on the front of it and he like ran to our room wearing that
0: and I was like, whoa whoa whoa. Somebody probably really dared fun. him to do that. I mean, or yeah. maybe he did it on his own. I don't know. I
1: wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> But it was amazing. It um, made us laugh for a long time. He did a good job. <laughs> That's
0: funny. So yeah, Jesse yeah. has known Kristen and Casey for a long time. Um, and it's just always fun to hear those stories. Um, yeah. Kristen, why don't you first just tell us a little bit about your family, about your how long you guys have been married, how old your boys are, a few things like that. Great. So we've
1: been married for... Um. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to ask my husband how long we've been married. So what year did you get so, married? Yeah. Okay. So 2002. So let's count. <laughs> 18. It'll be 18, 18 years. years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 18 years in June. Okay, okay. So there we go. Yeah. 18 years.
0: <laughs> and how old are the boys? Yes. Our boys are 10 and 12. Okay. 10 and 12. Yep. And Caleb's the oldest. Yes. Caleb is the oldest. correct. Okay. Right. And Naya is our baby. Okay. 10 year old baby. Not exactly a baby anymore. I feel like they'll always be your baby. I feel yeah. like me telling Vera she's three, I'm like, she's like, you're not a baby. I said, but your mom mama's baby. You're always going to be my baby. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. So yeah. how did you guys decide, how did you end up in the Czech Republic?
1: We ended up at, wow, long story. Yeah. Well, we we were interns with the same organization that we work with now, Josai so Venture, back in 2003. Um, of course, I can remember that year. but. Not <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> But anyways, 2003, um, we had been married for, yeah, a little bit less than a year when we got on the missions field for the summer, and we were very interested in what Josiah Venture is doing with youth in Central and Eastern Europe, just really excited about their work, felt called to come back to the States and do ministry in the States, and then eventually... Um, several years later, we ended up getting in contact with Josiah Venture again and, um, Casey and I hadn't done too much youth work. So we were like, we don't, and a lot of their work is youth, but Casey, um, uh, had other skills with working with lots of different types of people. And that's actually what they were looking for was somebody to work in the international office that could work with lots of different people, work in their camps ministry. So it was a perfect fit. Um And he did that for several years and now he runs at JBH edge sports. And we do international sports throughout central and Eastern Europe. Yeah. To help so church, churches share the gospel that way. So, so
0: cool. How old we were Caleb and Ben and I when you guys uh, moved to the Czech Republic? Uh, ben, I was one okay. and Caleb
1: was three, wait, he was four, one, no, three and a half. They were little.
0: Three
1: and a half, little, little dudes. So you guys Mm -hmm.
0: show up, you're on the mission field. This is new. Like you move your whole life over there. Yep. How, how did, like, were you experiencing things, um, with Caleb or, um, like what happened? Were you starting to notice symptoms of any autism spectrum? Like what were, what were your thoughts? What was going on?
1: He was a very, very, very smart, verbal, busy boy. So the idea of autism spectrum, we just didn't, we had, we didn't even know people that had like with kids with autism or people with autism, we didn't know much about autism. So we were like, we don't know what's going on. Our kid is just challenging to bring up. Like he, um, would was very headstrong, but I'd like seen that there's Dr. Dobson books on headstrong children. You know, like there's all these yeah. books about that. I'm like, that's a, like a thing, right? So I just didn't really think it was out of the ordinary. I just knew that we had a challenging situation. But when Caleb went to preschool, his behavior was different than all the kids. And okay. we were like, whoa, is this because it's, you know, he's... Speak. You know, it's in a different culture, different language. Maybe he's feeling nervous about the people. And then it came out that no, that's not exactly the case. Like he'd hide under tables during mm-hmm. um, the time when all the kids were hanging out, and he was understanding more and more. Check. Yet he was not acting. He wasn't joining the group with mm-hmm. all the other kids. Like that's just kind of a little bit different. And is um, the teachers of his preschool were like, you might want to get something. Like we just don't know. He's really smart, but he's just acts a little different. And we were like, okay, so the we took him to, we actually had him go to a kindergarten in the States just for a limited period of time when we were back. And, they, and he also had unique behavior there okay. as well. Um, he would throw things and act out mm-hmm. unusually. And we were just like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. So we got him to um, a psychologist and then a psychiatrist to just try to get things figured out. And actually, while we were there, the the, um, focus got shifted to Benaya because I was like in this process thinking, what does Caleb have? Um, We found out like people, we started focusing on Benaya because we were like, actually, his behavior is a little bit more challenging than Caleb's behavior. There's just a lot of tantrums going on and his speech is behind. So even in our process of trying to get Caleb some kind of diagnosis or figure out what's going on with him, we actually shifted our focus to Benaya. And we ended up um, going through different, like I think San Diego has this like first five thing where you can get your mm-hmm. kid checked out, yep. you know, like initially. And so we were like, well, let's just go there and see. And they're like, with you both of should them. probably, uh, no, just Benaiah. Because at okay. that point I was just like, oh, what's going on with Benaiah? Actually at the psychiatrist, they did um, diagnose Caleb with ADHD, but we okay. didn't know about that. It was more until um, later. Um, and then we, We're told by different people, but we should get Benaya diagnosis. We're like, what is that? Like I don't even diagnosis. What do you mean diagnosis? We need to get him seen by what? Like, and then we ended up taking him back to that psychiatrist that saw Caleb and he's like, I think you need to get him checked for autism. We're like, what? are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So we ended up taking um, Benaya to LA Children's Hospital and got him seen at the Boone Feder Clinic, which is a really great clinic. They had several specialists working with him for hours. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, he got the diagnosis of autism. Before so Caleb like, even did. Before Caleb, yeah, yeah. yeah. And How even though Caleb was our reason to start looking into
0: things. Yeah. How so, were you doing during that time?
1: It just kind of felt like... We were flying by the seat of our pants. Like I was like, I don't know what the heck's going on. Do you know what's going on? It's like, I don't know. Let's just do the thing. Like, we don't know what we're doing exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we had to extend Casey and, and Benaya's flights because we were supposed to fly back to the States before the um, the diagnosis was complete. Okay. Uh, and so Casey calls me from the States on his way to the airport from the clinic saying our son has autism See you, you know, in twenty four hours. Like and I'm like,
0: okay. <laughs> like
1: bye, I love like, you. Track. Yeah, love you, bye. And yeah. so he gets there, you know, and we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so now what? And um yeah, for a lot of people it's very shocking and mm-hmm. disturbing it can be. Mm-hmm. Um for us it was a huge relief
0: mm-hmm.
1: for both kids. It was a huge relief because then we were like, We're not nuts, we yeah there's a name for this. There's now we know what we can do. We can look it up. You can look up, what do you do for autism? What do you do for different, you know, kids on the spectrum? How can you help them? There's like a thing, it's a thing Now we can help our, our kids. And so yeah, that was huge and positive and good for us actually.
0: Yeah, no, I believe that. I get that. Um, how cool. were the boys, I mean, so they were young, like when this first all happened, like, Mm-hmm. I guess first, what are some things that you guys did do? Like how did you shift what you were had been doing to change things to um, to help them or to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just to come alongside them with their with their needs? What did you guys what mm-hmm. did you and Casey change?
1: Well, first of all, we went, uh, Casey is a very resourceful human and he finds things. He's very good at finding things. So he, with the help of other people that were in our office, where we work, where we work here in the Czech Republic, they just were looking at stuff online, trying to figure out what help is there for kids, um, that are on the spectrum. Cause we didn't know what the heck, we didn't know anything about it. Like we didn't like zero. And so, uh, we found, uh, lady that was doing it a talk at a local elementary school. We went there with a the translator. She told us to go to autism camp. Cause here there's very few services for kids. Like in the States, you can have ABA, all the different therapies like that. They just don't really exist here. Yeah. Um, so we were like, well, what do we do? And we went to this autism camp and it was game changer for mm-hmm. us. Cause it really was like, cause since there isn't a lot available, she's like, look at all the things you can do at home with your kids. Yeah. And we were like, oh, Like, this is great. And we can, you know, put pictures, you know, make tons of pictures of things. So Benai knows what we're talking about. He's so visual.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, what are some of those things that you guys did? Oh
1: yeah. We did lots of, um, we had to do a lot of it bilingually, like in Czech and English, but like put like, we'd make, um, like, I don't know, a picture like food and then like give him a ton of different pictures of different kinds of food he could ask for because he wasn't very verbal yet. He'd have to take the picture, hand it to me and be like, and he'd have to learn how to say the sentence, mommy, I want Mm -hmm. grapes or whatever. And he'd have to show me. And so we just had to do all this stuff at home. Um, we bought a laminator. We just like got into it. That's great. So we just and I did all sorts of different kinds of therapy with the kids at home. Um, Yeah, we just had to figure out how to do it ourselves. So it was it was at first it was it was really challenging. Um, But we had a we had a moment where Casey and I got away. We got somebody to watch our kids, and we went um, to this cabin and prayed. And I had this huge stack of papers of things that we could be doing, and I was like, "This is so overwhelming. I can't even." I can't even start with some of this stuff. And I remember um, Casey and I had watched the movie Temple Grandin, which at the time threw me into tears because I'm like, what is this? Because she, she is a very famous um, American woman that is, um, has been challenged with autism her entire life. And she's now a college professor and just very um, successful. Mm-hmm. And But just all the things she was going through, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my kids. And so I, I just remember crying my eyes out. And it was very significant in our walk with the Lord and also just recognizing um, our place in all this, because I cried out to God. And I remember specifically God telling me, I love your kids more than you do.
0: Mm.
1: I'm smarter than any doctor anywhere. That's a huge fear. Because I'm like, there's no therapist here. The doctors don't know what we need. He's like, but I'm smarter than all of them. I'm smarter than all the American ones. (laughs) He said, I am able to give you whatever it is your family needs." And those were like the the hugest things for me. And I was like, okay, God's got this. Like it's okay, it's okay. And so, and all those things have always been true. Yeah, have always been true. Right. So turning point for you guys. Yeah, and just being able to have something to to hold on to, Mm -hmm. and it's been huge because constantly our kids are growing and getting better at things. And no, they're not the same as other kids that are typical, but yeah, um, but they are growing and they are taking steps forward. And that's what we're holding on to.
0: Yeah what ways do you feel like as their mom, like the, do you feel that they're most different from other kids?
1: Um, our kids do not uh, do sports okay. of any kind, even though their dad is like JB edge sports, our mm-hmm. kids don't do sports. And so that's been challenging because for Caleb to be a part of the group with some of his friends that he really cares about, they're like into it and they, he's just like, yeah, no. So that's hard for him. Cause he doesn't, it's just not interesting to him. So it's, it's nice to have things that are similar between yourself and your friends. And that's really hard. Cause he's just, it's not something he's good at and he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been challenging. Both of my boys stim a lot. So it, it does, they do stand out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if they are not stimming and stimming is like stimulation, they're like trying to make parts of their brain do things that they haven't like that they don't do on their own. So like flapping their arms, like arm flapping and hopping. There's mm-hmm. a lot of hopping in my house. My house is very hopping ish, <laughs> but, um, so they look when they are doing that and when they're kind they during that time they zone out and so they look very different than other kids because okay. typically kids don't do that. Yeah. And so um yeah. So it's just something we have to figure out how to help them to do it in a way that's not quite as obvious, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. We're definitely Flapping still,
0: yeah. Flapping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did they feel like? Are they starting to feel the effect? Like the older they've gotten, like they're are they more aware? Do they feel left out or different? Or like, where? What do they say to you about it?
1: Mm-hmm. Caleb's pretty content because mm-hmm. he's an introvert, and so if if other kids aren't like into talking to him and hanging out with him, he's like, that's okay. I'll just go over in this corner and draw. So he's actually quite content. Yeah. Uh, Benaya too. Uh, because he, oddly enough, based on his um, diagnosis of autism, in theory, he's not supposed to be very social. He's literally the most social person in our family. Yeah. Literally. He yeah. has to be with people at all times. He So he, he like, figures it out. He goes and hangs out with people and is just, he's not content if he's alone. Like, mm-hmm. that's really hard for him because he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's not good at um, at, like, quiet play by himself. He has to be interacting with somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting in his situation though. But yeah, they, they seem to be pretty content with it. Yeah. But Naya has a hard time reading. Like he has some things that are like difficult for him in learning. um, And that he recognizes, like he knows it's hard for his eyes. And so we do a lot of vision therapy at home and stuff like that, but it's still, it's, we've got a long long way to go, I think.
0: (laughs) I know, but the fact that you're doing that and like providing that for your kids, like, that's just amazing. So what, like, so what does day-to-day life look like for you guys now, like does do you feel like it's always like that's your normal, you know, and that's 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 mm-hmm. part of your life. Um, when mm-hmm. are you guys like at your best? Or what kinds of things do you do to like do you feel like make them feel um I don't know, like they belong? Like where are they when are they in their sweet spot?
1: I think one of the greatest things we can do and it helps them like mentally, physically and everything, is to go hiking. We like to be outside, we like to be in nature. My boys love it. Um, So that's really great. And my favorite time of day is at night, right before they go to bed, we read. And I read aloud Um, every single night. We read the Bible, and then we talk about it, and then we read um, some other book. Right now, our big thing is how to train your dragons. So we're really into that, like <laughs> really into it. Um, but it's just, I just enjoy doing that. And that's actually therapy for Benaya too. Cause he, um, has issues with understanding what he hears. And mm-hmm. so we just do that as therapy, but it's for me, it's fun. So I like, I'm like literally lamenting it if we don't do that at night. Yeah. So, and that's something my children absolutely love. And even no matter how, how many times it's hard for me to get them to get things done during the day. Cause I have a hard time focusing. Both of them do. There's a lot of hopping happening. Uh, um, um, at the end of the day, they're able to think really clearly with me and have really good conversations about friendships and life and stuff like that. So that's, it's just like our quiet, special time at night. Um, it's my favorite with them. Yeah. And of course, they have special times with dad. Dad takes them on like daddy boy dates. Or when I go on, I go to Bible study or something home uh-huh. when he calls daddy, daddy boy night. And there's lots of hopping when that <laughs> happens. I love <laughs> being all crazy and running yeah. around with dad. So yeah. yeah, those are our happy times like together as a family. And I think they feel a hundred percent accepted yeah. in every way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are there any so. misconceptions or um, just common <clears throat> assumptions that society or just anything that you've run into um, that you feel people might have about being on the autism spectrum?
1: Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. I think, I think like at least, where, especially where we are, but maybe because I have never raised my children in the United States, maybe it's somewhere in the States too, is you can't ever tell if somebody's on the spectrum. Right. Uh, some people have uh, obvious outward expressions of their autism. Like when well, my kids are flapping their arms, mm-hmm. obviously or something going on, but when they're not, you can't really tell. And so uh, people don't always understand why my kids are acting a certain way because that they aren't outwardly obvious that they think differently than others. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of hard. And in, um, like ever since the beginning, I felt like, especially before their diagnosis, but even after their diagnosis, if we felt kind of judged by how we parented them and stuff, because people didn't understand the specific needs of our kids and how they're just a bit different than Mm -hmm. other kids. Not that children shouldn't behave, but our kids, it's just different. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What were some specific things? Like what would you do versus what you think somebody else might like what Do you think you are being judged on like not being strict enough or like, give me a specific example.
1: Yeah. I think not being strict enough, like for example, um, I know this is not popular in American culture, but, you know, spanking a child, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people would say, oh, you need to spank your child. Look how badly he's behaving. And I'm like, don't you understand that if I spank my child, it makes things like a bazillion times worse because I'm affecting his nervous system and all of his like overwhelmed things are getting now way more overwhelmed. We need to calm down the situation. We do not need to strike the situation. And so, um, it's, and it took me a while to learn that too because I was spanked when I was a little kid. So I was like, yeah. well, you're bad behavior. That's what we need to do. And then I realized quickly, like, nope. And, but my kids still didn't have awesome behavior, even though I wasn't spanking them. So then I felt judged because people were like, well, you should be spanking. I'm like, uh, no.
0: Yeah. I do not
1: need to be doing that with
0: these children. Right. Nope. Don't need to yeah. make it worse. Um, so you nope. felt judged more than anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I've had people tell me that, you know, no, your children aren't autistic. It's just the you're bad parenting. And I'm like, thanks. But because they just don't understand. People have said that to you? Yeah. Hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the Czech Republic. (laughs) Okay, okay. Different cultures have different views on things. and Totally. What are some of the positives or the things that people who might not be living with a family member on the autism spectrum that... Um, People just don't see or realize, like, what are some of the sweet, beautiful traits that they have or things that come out of it or anything that um, isn't just like a negative and like, oh, feel sorry for you that, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what your life is. Mm -hmm.
1: I think when you have, this is a theoretical because I don't have typical children, but I think when you have a typical child when they, you know, read, you're like, yay, they learned how to read, like moving on. Um, With my child, it's, children, I feel like, especially with Benaiah, it's been, everything comes in stages. But I mean, I remember times when like, I would read something to him and then ask him what I just read. And he actually, like... Told me what I just read to him, like explained it, not even using the same words. And I just start crying yeah. because I'm so thankful that God is helping him to make steps forward. Where with the typical child, of course they understood you. Of course they, you know, their their brain made what they heard into something that caused meaning and then they fully understood, you know, what was just said. But with my child, it's not always that way. And so I feel like um some of the things that might be just kind of a ho-hum uh, triumph for a typical child for when I, when you have a child on the spectrum, just the little things are just huge. I mean, just my child understanding me or him fully reading a page in a book and actually understanding what he just read. It's like amazing. Like it's amazing. And I remember something specifically, um, Uh, right after we found out Benai had autism, we remember we had been at the, we went to the beach or something. Maybe it was the first time we came back to the States to visit after we found out, but Benai was standing at a fence overlooking the Carlsbad beach and he was sucking on a lollipop and he was hopping and hopping and hopping because he was so thankful to have a lollipop Mm. and to have the breeze on his face and the sunshine and to see water and people. And he would yell out Oh, I like you swimming, and just like <laughs> so, oh, like that's so sweet. so full of joy, yes. and it's just like he just think sees life differently, and so does Caleb. He's just uh, I don't know. I just think it's it's just fun, and it's so funny to sit in our living room and just watch our kids hop back and forth in our living room. We're like, we would not trade this.
0: Our happy, joyful yeah. boys—they're
1: just hopping everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So yeah,
0: that's so sweet. Um, yeah. How has this changed you and Casey in your marriage and like from when you first found out to like over the years and doing therapy at home, like how has this affected you guys?
1: I think that God God has definitely just trained our eyes on him. I remember one time we were um, driving in California thinking about how things could be easier if we lived in the States and we had like all the different services that people can have in America. And I know it's not always easy an easy road for Americans either. Cause like getting services is challenging. I've heard, but I just remember we were like, things could be easier here, but they wouldn't necessarily be better for us mm. because having so many challenges like we do here and living in a foreign culture with kids on the spectrum in a place where people hide any kind of special needs. Um, it makes us have to train our eyes on the Lord so often. And I feel like, it makes us have to need God. And I am so thankful to be in that place. Yeah. And because of that, our marriage is thriving. We have a thriving marriage. We are absolutely in love mm-hmm. and we do this together. And I mean, I'm, I'm, and we both are seeking God. And I think that was a huge like impact on that, the whole scenario of thriving marriage and healthy kids and all that. But
0: yeah, yeah. What do you think the hardest part about all of it has been? Not just you and Casey, but just that you as a family, you personally, like what's been the hardest part for you knowing uh. of their diagnosis? uh uh-huh, that's a very good question.
1: I think at times, uh, I have done this before, and I know probably a lot of parents do this too, is some people, when they first find out that get the diagnosis, they think it's kind of a, a death of a dream because you imagine the way your children will be when they're older, and now that's not going to happen. So a lot of people will go into depression and you know all that. I didn't go into depression, but every once in a while I get trapped in that. And so I just have to remember that God has done so many great things in our lives and it he's not done yet. And he's not done with anybody with kids with on the autism spectrum and maybe your kids or, you know, my kids might not look like every other kid when they're, when they're older, but they are going to look exactly like what God made them to be. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I, uh, it's hard. It can be hard. It can be hard, especially if you're not looking up to, the one who made them. yeah. So we have to look up to him and remember
0: who made him and that God doesn't make any mistakes. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. That's beautiful. And we don't know what God's going to do. Like, no. we have no idea what no. he's going to do with anybody. No. So I love that. Yep. That's such a good yeah. reminder. Don't tell
1: him what he's going to do. Don't tell him what he's going to do. Just let him
0: show you what he's going to no, do. Oh, I've tried. He doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. that's so good. Um, how have you seen, whether it's through you guys' work there, your ministry, your family, your friends, whatever it is, like how have you, I'm sure there's a million ways, like seen um, autism glorify God, autism in your family, autism in your boys, like how have you seen that glorify Him? Mm.
1: I feel like for a lot of people that are going, whether they have kids Children on the spectrum are not within our organization or otherwise, people that are just going through challenges, just seeing um, our family have faith and being able to trust in God and that God's still taking care of our family. I think that has really helped people. There have been several people I have. I don't know if I would say counseled, but given Mm -hmm. advice to or encouraged that have been going through hard things, whether it's like mental illness or kids on the spectrum or kids with um, sensory processing disorder.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And some families have had to go back to the States with children with sensory processing disorder, but God has a different story for everybody. So this is our story Mm -hmm. and that's their story and that's fine. Um, but I just feel like God is, has opened doors for us to be able to encourage people that just felt very alone. And I'm really thankful that we've been to um, yeah encourage people that way.
0: Yeah. If there is a mom listening who maybe um, she doesn't have a diagnosis for her child or she might be experiencing some of those symptoms or feeling like their kid was just something was different about them or maybe she does have a diagnosis, like what encouragement do you have for her for that? I know it kind of came upon you guys really fast and quickly, um, but mm-hmm. what um, what encouragement do you have for her? I would
1: just say, um, trust God and take the next step. And don't try to project out what, fears you have to your future but take what's the next step the next step might be getting the diagnosis the next step might be asking somebody for help or contacting somebody and finally sharing with somebody that you're afraid and that you need prayer or um I would just say focus on today tomorrow the next day but not all the stuff in the future because sometimes I can get myself all tangled up and all that stuff like what 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 if my camp, kids can't go to college by themselves and have to like hold their hands like no 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 how about you know let's just get my kid healthy so you can go back to school tomorrow after it's cold. Like, let's just focus on yeah. that. Like, focus on today. Focus on where God has you today and trust him for tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think that's cool. so good, especially for a lot of women who just have anxiety about anything, whether they yeah. have a diagnosis for a child or not, or no children, right. like worrying about so much about the future and like what's going to happen. I'm sure it's um, even just a little bit more so, you know, for you. We think that way about Vera too with her PKU. Um, it's just a daily thing. It's obviously different than autism, but it's something where, of course, you wonder what the future looks like for them. You do if you're a mother to any child, you know? Right. So I think right. that's really good advice just for any mom. Uh, mm-hmm. Kristen, how has God set you free in the midst of all of this? I, well, here's
1: the thing. I do not have all my stuff together. I make mistakes all the time. Some days I wake up and I'm like, why me? And other days I wake up and I feel like the sunshine and glory of God on me. Um, But I think that God has set me free because he, he is with me all the time. I don't have to feel, I don't have to be a slave to anything that I am afraid of. I don't need to be a slave to fears. I don't need to be a slave to anything because God has set me free and he already paid for that on the cross. So I, that is how he set me free. And I, I'm very thankful for like, um, for all that he's done and something that's really helped me to remember all those things, just like keeping a thankfulness journal for me Mm -hmm. is to go back and remember the promises, remember all the things he's already done. Cause it's so easy to, to like, look, look ahead and see darkness, you know, with different challenges or whatever, um, but I think remembering the light that has already happened and the light that can be because of what God has done for for me and for our family, I think that it that sets me free from from a lot of stress and fear.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. I'll second that Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Yay. laughs> um, where is the best place for us to follow along, your guys' work, your um, ministry in Czech Republic and your family and your adventures? Great. So I
1: I write a blog for our family and our ministry. So it's all in one. So there are some things I'll write about special needs or cultural differences or holidays here in the Czech Republic or whatever Including and in that is also sports ministry. So that is at www.yormans.wordpress.com. That's y-o-r-m-a-n-s dot That's my blog. Okay. And then my husband's Instagram and his Facebook. He updates often. Um, but did you want me to say what those words okay. we'll or link them. No. Yeah, either way. Okay. No, either okay, way. You'll link them. Okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So follow so, yeah. Casey on are, Instagram.
0: Yeah. And follow your blog. He,
1: yeah, follow my blog if you're interested in, yeah, Casey's Instagram. He he posts quite often, so yeah, it's good.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kristen. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.